0: Alright, the postseason field is set. It's time for the playoffs. Welcome in to another episode of the Nebraska Prep Zone Report. And today we have a full playoff preview for you. I'm Dylan Adams along with Mike Patterson and Stu Pospisil again. We're going to run down some of the matchups for you today, discuss some of the games that we like. Um, and then of course we got to get to uh, some volleyball as well. Papio South goes down. The number one Titans losing to their rival Papio in the Metro Conference Tournament. But first, guys, I think we can start with uh the Class A pairings. Um, of course they came out on Saturday. If our listeners haven't taken a look at them yet, they can go on Omaha.com. But what kind of jumped out when you looked at the at the bracket for class A?
1: How about six rematches?
0: Yeah. And
1: the potential that West Side could in its route to the state uh final or title could face a team for the second time in each
0: round <laughs> that's wild yeah because Kearney got that that four seed you know and that we talked about that that whoever so be, got that pre- was
1: it would be prep Belvy West Millard West and potentially Millard South or I'm sorry uh prep Carney,
0: Carney, yep
1: in there you know prep Bellevue West Carney Millard South
0: and that's that right Because, yeah, Carney got that four seed, and and we were talking about that all season long, that whoever got that, that'd be kind of the unfortunate one to end up on West Side's side of the bracket. So um, Elkhorn South got that gritty win over Omaha North, right, and that kind of jumped them into that three spot. So that's that's right. Everything
1: broke broke the storm's way. Yes. And... you know, again, it ends up that that becomes another rematch, uh, with Papio South, but was a blowout the first time. And, um, you know, kind of depends, uh, Papio South was without its first string quarterback last week against Bellevue West and still put up 28 points. So, um, you know, um, rematches can tend to be tighter the second time around. Sure. Um, you know, Hard, hard, to say. I think a couple instances, of, and maybe a wider, wider gap or, uh, on the rematch.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, was going to ask that, Stu. And you got so many rematches. Is there any advantage to the quote-unquote better team, or any advantage to the underdog, or hard to say?
1: I, I, I think it's, it's game by game, you know. And, and again, I think Friday night could be problematic for weather and and you know okay so you had a a good weather night and maybe you're you're relying on passing and and you know it was a a good night there and you may have to change your game plan if it if it's crummy weather and you know we know certainly Saturday is going to be uh, uh, different for uh, Nebraska than what it's seen so far and it could be that way on Friday night too but uh, you know again um Let's talk about the the two games that aren't rematches. First of all, and a very intriguing one is Bellevue West going to Papillion La Vista.
0: Yeah, that's the one that I kind of circled on my board. That's the eight nine matchup. Um, you have Danny Kalin, who, you know, he's had he's had a solid season. He really has. Um, but I think what people want to see is is him kind of pound pound a team and. Um, you know, that that's a that's a Papio team that's gonna be play him tough. I mean, that that's a team that hasn't allowed a lot of points all season long. So for sure, that's that's an intriguing one. And then the, of course the other uh matchup that we haven't seen is, is Omaha North versus Gretna in the 710.
1: Right. And you know, let, let's start with that one. North couldn't score last week on, on Elkhorn South. Um Gretna's run a little hot and cold. On defense, it played very well last week against Lincoln East. Uh, I think gave up only 140 yards in a 31-14 win. North had trouble. It's it seems going out to uh, Gretna. I remember a couple years ago, North was kind of the the Cinderella. They had knocked off top seed uh, Millard South in the first round. This was the first year back from COVID, and um, they went out to Gretna and and I think. Uh, Got maybe 50 yards or something like that and got beat uh in a shutout so wow. i think this one depends how north handles um uh, you know going out um uh, you know to suburbia again and um you know gretna uh certainly would like to uh, upset the apple cart being the number seven seed in the bottom half of the bracket and um you know get another shot at uh millard south uh potentially you know i've uh, my picks will come out in uh, in uh, online and in the uh, World Herald uh, later this week. I'm I'm going to take Omaha North and in a mild upset there. I I think if if um, Sebastian Circo is on and um, they get Jerron Cannon going a little bit, that uh, maybe the the Vikings uh, you know get a chance to uh, play Millard South in the quarterfinals.
2: I saw North on uh, Friday night against um, Elkhorn South, and they did have trouble moving the ball, and the, the weather was no factor that night. So and the Vikings are going to have to play better, especially uh, offensively. Their defense was was uh, really solid. The game was 10-0, so low scoring. But uh, well,
1: And there wasn't an a offensive touchdown scored in that game.
2: Right. You had a, a field goal and an interception return for a touchdown. Touchdown, and that was it. So, um, you know, I covered that game a couple of years ago when North was playing at Gretna, and the weather was really bad that night. And and Gretna jumped out to the to the quick lead when uh, Zane Flores was still playing for the Dragons, and and the Vikings just really. Um, just couldn't get anything going that night, and and uh, Gretna jumped on him. But I think that's really going to be probably one of the better first round games. So we'll see what happens. And Bellevue West and Papio, the other game you mentioned, T-Birds are getting healthy at a great time, and I think they kind of loom as a as a dangerous team. And and Papio's been playing well down the stretch, so that's a, probably going to be another one of the close ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that you know P- Papio's given up, I think fifty five points in nine games certainly their schedule has been uh very conducive to their eight and one record that's why it's uh been a struggle for them to get uh in the rankings even with with eight wins they're saying at number 10 Bellevue west uh, certainly played the the stronger schedule uh, a couple more losses um you know i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the t-birds here uh you know sorry papio but as mike alluded uh west is getting healthier and I, I just think that uh, I, I think the key here is how Papio handles uh, Bellevue West running game with CJ Goff. Can they bottle him up? And then uh, uh, their second Papio secondary is pretty good. Is it uh, capable of shutting down Bellevue West aerial attack? We'll we'll have to see. But I I, I like Bellevue West to
0: go against Westside in the in the quarterfinals. Yeah, and to your I point think, there, I'm sorry, Pat. To your point, I, I mean um you know talking about bill west getting healthy at the right time yeah like caitlin is still i think second in the in class a and passing yards and he's he's having to deal with guys going in and out of the lineup i mean he's had davon hall lost him for the season i believe right oh, no no he's back he is yeah. back okay he played last week he yeah. caught
1: he caught a bomb last week um on his other three catches basically no yardage he got he got free on one play and I, I maybe that's where belvy west is going to have to um you know go vertical a- against papio for sure and you know stretch the field and and see how papio's secondary speed relates to to both isaiah mcmorris and, and you know davon hall if mm-hmm. if they can stay with them papio can can win and uh get the chance against west side and what would be the two statistically best defenses but again, you know, Papio needs a a solid win, and they get a chance here to to get it. by still like the Thunderbirds.
0: Yeah, the so the Husketeers were back then. All all three of them are healthy, yep. uh, just in time for the postseason. That's that's awesome. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that one too. Um, I, we were talking about that that Millard North Millard West rematch. You know, that was twenty eight twenty one. When was that? When did they play? It was a just few a
1: couple weeks. Of three weeks ago. Yeah. And, and I think it was I think it was tight or very close going in the fourth quarter. Um, yes. Miller North. Um, you know, they've Evan Hansen came back after a couple weeks out, and they Miller North struggled uh against um uh, Lincoln Southwest last week. They needed 21 points in the fourth quarter just to reach the playoffs. Um, uh, you know, so you know, who's Fred uh, Petito, you know, 40-year uh, coach at uh, Miller North? Is he going to start H- uh, Hanson or Kaden Vermas? Uh, Vermas has uh, certainly become a more integral part of the offense, even when not playing quarterback. And and Millard West, pretty solid defense. Um, you know, Jackson Williams, uh, you know, certainly is in contention for all state status as a receiver, North Dakota State uh recruit. This may come down to how Miller North defends the run and uh, Brady Joseph uh, of Millard West. Millard West certainly knows what Miller North will do, and that's going to be run the the ball out, out of its wingbone double wing formation. And, uh, you know, the, you don't need a lot of scouting for that game. <laughs>
0: right. And we'll see, well, yeah, what that, what that Mustang coaching staff has up its sleeve, you know, after playing this team a few weeks ago, playing them close, see what they learned and, and if they can make a few adjustments. So um, I, I think another, another
2: thing uh, the Mustangs need to uh be concerned about is Jackson Williams for Millard West has really come on this season as one of the bigger playmakers in the metro. So we'll see if they can hold him down. And then
1: the return game, too, not not just receiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that winner is going to get a, another rematch. Winner this time, Carney gets to host Grand Island, and it was 10 ten um, seven Kearney and Grand Island at midseason. Um, again, I, I I like Carney here in the rematch. Um, I, I think they just have a couple more playmakers than the Islanders. But again, this this is one you know where you've got two rivals and this could be a field position game and and grand island certainly would have to um you know create you know a, a plus one or plus two in turnover margin to uh you know get the upset
2: i wonder if that weather in carney is going to be better or worse than we're going to be getting here in the metro on friday night
1: well i i don't know i'm betting it might be a little colder just you know looking at the you know glancing at the forecast the other night it looked like you know the the snow chances that are minimal here this weekend. You know it, it might be wet, slushy flurries. You know look to be stronger as you go further west.
2: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. again,
1: I don't know the timing. They they I mean we're still as we tape this, we're still you know more than seventy two hours away from these games. So you know just have have to see it. It's just
0: you know you get to this time of the year and you better be ready for anything. It's so true. I mean cold. we're here, we're here taping on a Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday morning. It's 75 degrees out. And yeah, by by Friday, we could be having freezing temperatures. We really it's golf
2: weather right now. It sure is. Yeah. Well, you know, we saw a couple of weeks ago when uh the ones and the twos were playing West Side and Millard South and Elkhorn North and Bennington. What a big impact. At least I saw it in that class B game. What a big impact the weather had that night. So mm-hmm um yeah I the weather can really play a huge factor in those games friday night we'll have to see
1: you know let, let's look at the bottom half of the bracket we talked about north and gretna but and papua south elkhorn south elkhorn south won that one uh pretty handily the first time we we alluded or uh, mentioned that before lincoln east lincoln southeast this was a game that was 31 um, uh, 28 lincoln east uh in the second week of the season i Think it was overtime. If not, it was certainly you know a game-ending type play. I think uh, it was. Yeah, yeah. Southeast, uh, you know, uh, started zero and two. Now they're six and three. The loss was to Miller North, which um, Miller North needed to get into the playoffs as well. You know <laughs> that this one I would think would would go down the wire again.
0: Yeah, and now the Spartans are are the 11th seed in this, right? Right. Yeah, and and I mean they were a top ten team, or kind of on the back end of the top ten in, in our rankings at the end of the season. But yeah, uh, this this flips now. They'll be the the eleven, and and then they'll go. Winner of that will play, um, most likely the Elkhorn South, South Elkhorn South winner. Yep, yep, most likely the storm there. So yeah, so that one was is uh, interesting too, and then. Uh you had Lincoln North Star squeezing in, right? Uh yeah. based off their win over Norfolk. Uh they, they beat the Panthers 22-19 and, and that put them in for the first time since 2015 if you take out the COVID seasons. So, uh-huh. so yeah, good for and good that for was a blowout
1: win for Millard South. And um, you know, I it, it it's good to see North Star um you know get its, its program back you know up into playoff um you know, qualifying level again, but I think it's going to be a short stay for the Gators.
2: Yeah, Hard to beat it's... Millard South there at Buell, that's for sure. Yep.
1: <laughs> and playing at four o'clock may be an advantage. Um, you know, I think with the Millard schools and and uh, with Elkhorn as well, uh, you have know, the highest team in points gets to have the, the pick of, um, you know, do you go early or late? And so Millard South North Star is going to be in the afternoon at four. Millard North Millard West goes at eight o'clock.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: It's going to be colder. It's going to potentially yeah. it could be windier. It may not. You again, it's it's you know hard to say 72 hours out.
0: Yep. Yep. Sun might be out. You never know. But um where are you guys planning on being on, on Friday? Night? I'm I'm at Buell. Okay, that's what I two. thought. And
2: uh, I'm going to be at uh, Papio South at Elkhorn South in part because that's a four o'clock game, Dylan, and Mm -hmm. uh, UNO Hockey is playing at home that that night against Ohio State. So I'm kind of going to do the double dip with the early football game and then zip over to Baxter and cover the hockey game. So Friday's uh, really going to be a busy night for all of us.
0: (laughs) No doubt about it. So if we want to move on to class B, just dip in there real quick. Um, it it seems to me looking at that bracket, you really have like five, six solid teams. So maybe, uh, next week we'll have a lot of fun matchups, but this week, um, what did you guys see?
1: I like Norris Northwest. That's Grand Island Northwest, the eight, nine game. Um, you know, GI Northwest won three games in a row at one point by a point apiece. I'm not sure that's happened in a long time, maybe since the days of when teams were winning seven to six rather than 35, 34. I think it's harder to do when you, when you have more points on the board. Norris has had a solid season too. Um, Scott's bluff at York. Uh, that's a rematch from when York went out and, uh, got a big lead on, uh, or, um, uh, won the game out Scott's bluff. I I can't remember the, the score off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, Scott's bluff five and four, saying the 13th seed. Kind of unfamiliar territory for the Bearcats there. And uh they come into um, York and I, I like the home team there. And then Blair at Plattsmouth. Uh Plattsmouth won that season, opener uh, 30 to 27. Um, Blair dropped its first two, has won five of its next seven. Good season for Plattsmouth and with um uh uh and i I'm taking Plattsmouth again in, in the rematch there. I I think that they have a good quarterback in Bill Amante and and uh solid running game. Uh their two losses weren't horrible. And I think that uh they're gonna get a chance to see Scud again. Uh Gross and Scut, immediate rematch, Scott won uh by a couple touchdowns last week. Maybe they knew that uh, you know, if if the uh games played out, they'd be facing the Cougars again. Uh, Scott's gonna be very dangerous. You know, they're their goal line call away from being the un- one of the two undefeated teams in the state. And um, you know, they're gonna make a good playoff run, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And and I don't know if you guys mentioned this yet, but eight and one Elkhorn North they, they dropped down to the five seed. You know we've had them at number two in the in the rankings in Class B, so now they're on Bennington's side of the bracket, and then yep, that, possibly have to go play at York in the in the quarterfinals, right? So that's that is a tough
1: draw. It, it's a tough draw. First, they have to play Elkhorn. You know yeah. that's always a grudge yeah. game, and um, you know playing playing late. Uh, could be electrifying if 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 the weather's decent there. Um, you know, team to watch too, um, Waverly. We haven't talked a lot about the Vikings, but uh, throughout the year, but nine uh, and first time since nineteen seventy five they had an undefeated regular season, and that year oh. in seventy five they won the state title. So, or runner up, they they reached the state finals.
0: Team to watch for, no doubt about that. Yeah, they're they're dangerous. So um yeah, and then yeah, we, they yeah.
1: lost that year. They lost to Pius in the first okay.
0: first playoff or
1: uh fi- you know, series of finals. We're gonna be looking at our 50th year of state finals next year, by the way. Wow,
0: that's incredible.
1: Yeah, and I've I've seen most of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you can you can run down most of them for us, the results. So um no, and then the the top seeds in C one it was it was Wahoo, right? And uh, Wahoo and then- over
1: Boone Central again. Yep. It's just a flip flop of uh, what the rankings are. Um, yeah, and that one Douglas County West. Shout out to the Falcons. Uh, they um, uh, went seven and two. They're going to be in the playoffs for the first time in sixteen years. Go out to Broken Bow, which dropped a game to to Gothenburg. Um, you know, I think the Falcons are going to. Come back from the West with a win and uh, get a rematch probably with, with Wahoo. Uh, Mike's Roncalli Crimson Pride goes out to Pierce. And uh, another interesting rematch here is Aurora and Adam Central. That was a two point Adam Central win just a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, Aurora has been um, in the um, uh, quarterfinals five consecutive years. Uh, they'll be. A good challenge to see if they get there for a sixth.
0: Yeah, we got. Uh, oh, what's the Shireman right? Booker. Yeah, Booker, uh, Booker Shireman. Yep, Baylor's Baylor's younger brother. So, and then uh, over in C two, we had we had Norfolk Catholic as the top seed there, right?
1: Right. O- Oakland Craig uh, is the uh, number three. Battle Creek, uh, drop, uh, eight and one number two in our rankings number nine seed they go to carney catholic Um, uh, hmm. you know that in the case that battle Creek's schedule was a little lighter and they um their uh top running back euler who's a nebraska walk-on uh missed the last three quarters against grand island central catholic with uh some type of injury if he can't come back this could be a star's upset but uh even if battle creek um gets past the stars. It looks like Norfolk Catholic is going to be looming and and this time it'd be uh played at Norfolk rather than Battle Creek and on the turf. Um you know this is the first year for um C one and C two to uh, have um uh upper seed host uh through the semifinals and it's something that we need to get eight man and six man on board too that um you know and the um where an upset can give you a home game but you know the the upper sea of team did nothing wrong and yet it has to go yeah. on the road. Yeah. Ne- never made sense to me and um you know the 11 man's finally across the board have gotten
0: it right. So real quick Stu can you explain the Wahoo Newman deal they they slid to 12 because they they forfeited a game a couple weeks ago?
1: They they were ordered to forfeit from what I've Known is it was a player who was not eligible got in for like the last two plays of a sixty nine to seven win. Oh wow! Which is obviously if if this if if the forfeit was for an ineligible player, which it certainly has to be. Mm-hmm. If he was a significant player, he would have been in during their first seven wins. Yes, their six wins. So you know it. it you know I, I was saying here at the kitchen table this morning you know just just the punishment fit the incident here you know it's it's what the n s w a had to do but really skewed the the c1 or c2 um uh playoffs and it's one reason why um you know battle creek um you know probably wouldn't be would actually be pushing battle creek down to number nine or number 10 rather than nine Sure. But again, it uh, moves some people up, push some people down, and uh, uh, you know with Newman. So it, Newman gets to go out to Mitchell uh, for a two o'clock game on Friday, and yeah. Mitchell is looking for its first win and eleven tries in the playoffs.
0: Hmm. Interesting. You
1: know, you know they're you know they're going to be psyched out there, and that's actually I think the only game. Potter Potter Dicks uh, and Hay Springs have games, but as far as eleven man, that's the only game out in the Panhandle. So you would think that, uh, you know, uh, along with Sydney, uh playing Gothenburg, but up, you know, in the Scottsbluff Garing area, you would think that'd be a huge draw uh, Friday yes. afternoon.
2: Dylan, yeah. that's uh, that's Mitchell, Nebraska, not Mitchell, South Dakota. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Bat. Yeah, I got it. There, there's uh, no
0: Corn Palace there. no No corn
2: palace or mitchell
0: i've never been to that mitchell before but yeah um i've been to both (laughs) but yeah newman i mean newman it could be dangerous though with connor booth i mean gosh he's is he leading the the class in rushing yards i think he's leading the state in rushing yards that's what i thought i mean i think he has over 1700 now in the year and 30 touchdowns something crazy and you know he
1: um had 270 yards against Aquinas last week and Newman only, uh, put up 12 points. So, hmm. uh, Aquinas did a good job, obviously, of keeping Newman between the twenties, but, uh, you know, can Mitchell do that? And then Newman would, uh, go up against potentially Ord, uh, which started the season. Number one, uh, had a couple close losses to top teams, including Norfolk Catholic, uh, you know, the Chancellors are, are, tough Oakland Craig down you know same the number two seed you know the, you know they very well could reach the finals for the first time in a couple of years um you know it, it, it's a good bracket there um you know I, I think the ones that uh, you know the quarterfinals in every class always are as good as they come
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we'll keep uh, breaking those down as the bracket continues. Again, if if all of our listeners want to check out the full pairings, uh, they're all available on Omaha.com. Stu wrote those up for us over the weekend. Should we move ben on and to some game times up? Yes, there is game times. Yes, that's right. Yep. Thanks for throwing that in. Stu, can we should we uh, move on to volleyball here? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So the big news since we last recorded uh, last week. Uh, the Titans went down number one Papio South was shocked by the Monarchs uh, who are on a roll now they end up winning the Metro title right PAT and, and right after a slow start they're they're all the way up to number three in your latest rankings
2: yeah you know uh I think we thought Papio South might run the table this year Dylan they just uh had done everything right they were ranked sixth nationally um and came to that Metro Conference tournament. And a lot of times something unusual happens at that tournament and it happened again this year that uh, Papio, which was 0-5 against Papio South heading into that semifinal match, the uh, Monarchs pro- played probably their best match of the season and they won in five sets. They were had the advantage of playing on their home court. Um, Papio students came out in force as... Uh, They often do. Papio South had a nice crowd too, but uh, yeah, the Monarchs really played well. Papio South was without Charlie Solomon, one of their key players. Um, She's a combination setter and uh, hitter, and she injured her ankle earlier in the tournament, which is unfortunate for the Titans. We really want to see her come back because she's a key component of that team, but uh, the Monarchs that night were just a little better. They won in five, and they were able to ride that momentum the next night into the final against Westside, and and uh, the monarchs couldn't be stopped and they swept the warriors that night so papio really is going into the districts this week being the the class a team on a roll but having said that uh things go the way that the seating say they might go tonight which would be tuesday night they would have to go down and play at lincoln pius the 10th tomorrow night wednesday so there's no uh guarantee that Papio is even going to get into the state tournament we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out the next couple of days
0: yeah I was I was reading that in your column over the weekend uh, or was that yesterday that they might have to go at Pius then right for the for the district right, title.
2: right. yeah Pius is uh the number one seed in that district and, and Papio is number two so Papio is number eight in wildcard points right now and seven class A teams host districts so they're the next team that is not hosting uh that final match on Wednesday night so if things went the way that uh the seedings show the seven district champs would win and Papio could still get in as as the one and only class A wild card but as we've seen before, sometimes there's unpredictability, and uh, the coaches will always say we just need to take care of our own business, and we can't really think about snagging that one lone wild card spot.
1: You know, I'm looking at the wild cards. You know, a couple um, keys look to be, um, you know, with uh, Bellevue West and Grand Island. You know how how they finish up the the um, tourney. As far as um, you know, that uh, they might be dropping uh, divisions when, mm. you know, with with a loss,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, right? You yeah, know, I mean, and because, yeah, there's some uh, other
2: teams that are right there, close to them. So I, I think uh, if Papia wants to guarantee that they're going to make it to the tournament, they really need to win that district and and just not leave it in anybody else's hands.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah, which, and which I mean, fortunate for the monarchs to be playing probably about as well as anybody is in class A right now and possibly just just miss the state tournament so we'll have to wait and see how that plays out.
0: It should be interesting all week long because we when do districts officially start then is that. Is that well, they started.
2: They started. they started last night, the the early ones, Dylan, which was Monday night, and then uh, tonight is is more or less the semifinals, and then the Class A we're talking about, district finals are um, tomorrow night, Wednesday. So it's a, it's yeah. a little different for the other classes. With Class A having seven district champs and, and one wild card, whereas uh, you know we we've got uh, different situations in Class B and and c1 c2 d1 d2 where they will have uh district finals this coming saturday to to really determine those fields but yeah class a is is the one that's different from the other classes yeah grand
1: island and and west side are definitely going to impact people um if if uh they don't win district titles
2: mm -hmm. yep interesting to see a lot of times and we've seen this so many so many years that uh that one wild card comes down to thousandths of a point which you know you play a long season and and you might miss state by just just a smidgen so yeah we'll have to see what happens from here take care of business people
0: yep 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 so yeah so you not only have your big double header on friday pat you're gonna have are you gonna be somewhere tomorrow night then for a for a district final
2: uh, yeah, I haven't determined what it is yet, Dylan, because kind of going to wait and see how things play out tonight. Yep. Um, tonight, Tuesday, at least right now, I was planning to go out to uh, Douglas County West, where um, they're going to be hosting the C-1-3 sub-district final. Most of those sub-district finals are tonight, and then they'll have those district finals on Saturday. So speaking of Saturday, I'll be covering a, a district final sometime probably uh one of those 11 a.m or noon or 1 p.m matches and then uh again covering UNO oh hockey in Ohio State two ranked hockey teams that night so like I said kind of a busy week for us
0: yeah very busy very busy times so um well with that I think we can wrap this up for today um oh that's that's the other thing we had to get to just real quick, you know, wanted to shout out uh, Lincoln East on winning another cross-country title. Um, and then we had a 1-2 finish for for Omaha Westside, right, Stu?
1: Exactly, with Claire White and Stella Minor. Um, wasn't enough to get Westside the team title. But um, Claire was the first uh, girls uh, champion in cross-country for the Warriors. Um, we had um, Omaha Creighton Prep win a tiebreaker um with um Fremont two time defending champion for the class A boys crown and Gus Lampy from uh Omaha Roncalli won uh, class C uh the boys race first time for a Crimson Pride runner since Scott Pachunka in 1981 and in class B we had uh Omaha Scott uh prevailing boys
0: yeah and that was the first first west side Girl to ever win. Is that is that right? I can't remember. Yeah, that's correct. That's that was right. Okay. Yeah. So congrats to all of them it was a
2: hot
1: day out there. And I yeah. I know that uh I just saw this morning that there's a push to um uh maybe move cross-country season back a couple weeks, evidently uh aside from Alaska, Nebraska's the earliest in the in the United States for a state cross-country meet.
0: Really? Hmm.
1: You know, I mean, cross country is meant to be run in fifty, you know, forty-five, fifty-degree weather. Yeah. Um If they don't want to move the date and the season, well, then my suggestion would be let's start at nine in the morning or eight thirty in the morning and have your your last race at noon.
0: Sure. You know,
1: that, the one thing is that you'd hit those years where maybe you have frost. You know, again, that's feast or famine, hot or cold. I, I mean, I've been out there where we've had slush on the the state meat course and this year you know you were sunbaked and a little wind whipped so yep. you know be interesting to see it's going to have to come from the membership base um what uh to do with the cross-country season it might be too late uh uh for this next go-around with the legislative process but I'm sure uh for the 2425 legislative uh uh procedures that there'll be some type of uh, proposal to to um, you know, accommodate for the heat. And again, it would not be the worst to run the first week of uh, of November
0: even. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you there. It needs to be 40, 50 degrees, not what we had last week, 80, over 80 degrees. I, I,
1: I like about 65, OK? It, it, let's find the week <laughs> that's 65 so I don't bake and I don't uh, freeze out there along with the other 6,000 spectators.
0: Yes that's all we're asking for is just it's all weather. about it's all about the
1: yeah. sports writers you know that yeah.
0: <laughs> so anyway well I, i'm seeing it's already 11 45 here guys we can we can wrap it up for today thank you so much for for joining me and and uh running through a little mini playoff preview
1: you got it all, all right next week
0: yeah we got quarters next week i'm looking forward to it and and we'll run run down all the pairings again so
2: all and right. state volleyball starts uh, a week from tomorrow, next yes. next Wednesday. A week from Wednesday, so it's coming up quick on us, Dylan. It really is. So for now, thanks for listening.